Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking about health, specifically for women. So men don't run away because you all have women in your lives. And so you need to be paying attention to this too. But I am a firm believer that it does not matter how successful our business is, you know, what we're doing, planning for it, all of those various things, if we ourselves are not healthy. And so please join me in welcoming Dr. Mana Selby to our program today. Welcome, Dr. Selby. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you for having me here. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. So Mana Selby is a naturopathic and functional medicine doctor specializing in menopause care and dementia prevention. Her first career was in finance on Wall Street. When her children were very young, significant family health challenges led her to switch careers and go back to grad school to obtain a doctorate in naturopathic medicine. She has two very audacious goals. The first is to help prevent dementia, and the second is to redefine menopause as a metamorphosis. She does this by educating women and men on the latest research and providing compassionate medical care in both areas. She is the founder of Aruna Med. So again, Dr. Sembi, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Delighted to be here. I love it. Well, I always like to know from my guests how it is that they got to where they are today. We talked just briefly about that, but really tell us how it is that you have discovered that this is truly your passion in life? Okay, so I have to go back a little bit. Okay, we'll go back um, in the way back machine, right? Sure, yes. So I came to the United States um, in 95 and as a transfer student and my career counselor advised that I should study accounting hmm. um, because as an accountant, I will always have a job. Right. I did that. Mm -hmm. I became a CPA. I worked mm -hmm. on Wall Street for a whole number of years. Mm -hmm. And um, it was okay. You know, I was reasonably good at it, but it wasn't something that I was very passionate about. Mm -hmm. And then when my children were born, they were both diagnosed with autism at a pretty young age. Okay. And then the conventional medicine doctors, whom I used to really revere, mm -hmm. um, they told me that there was nothing they could do for my children. Mm -hmm. And no mother wants to hear that. Right. And I started to do some research into what what might have answers mm -hmm. for me and my family. Mm -hmm. And then that's what led me down the path of alternative and complementary mm -hmm. medicine. I decided to go back to school mm -hmm. and study naturopathic medicine. And mm -hmm. then I graduated and I just found that one, this was my place, like this was my community. This mm -hmm. is my people. They talk my language. Mm -hmm. um, there is always something we can do. You know, it's never the case that there is no hope. It's right. always something we can do, mm -hmm. something that can help. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And then once after I graduated, I knew because of my experience with neurological conditions mm -hmm. such as autism, that that had a draw for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I started to focus on neurological conditions, but not mm -hmm. autism. I decided to go to the other end okay. of life, mm -hmm. which is dementia. Mm -hmm. um, and then I trained in a program created by Dr. Dale Bredesen, who's a neurologist, and mm -hmm. he has um, created a protocol to reverse Alzheimer's disease, mm -hmm. which is, again, a very big goal. Mm -hmm. He has conducted a proof-of-concept trial uh -huh. where he showed that 84% of uh people that mm -hmm. were enrolled in the trial were able to reverse symptoms mm -hmm. of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So I certified in that program. And then I worked with many patients with Alzheimer's and mm -hmm. also that were concerned about the risk of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So I saw that if people were not too far advanced into this disease, mm -hmm. it was possible for us to make some changes. Right. So I was, but the more I worked with this population, the more I became um, more and more uh, passionate about preventing dementia instead mm -hmm. of reversing Alzheimer's or dementia once mm -hmm. it's already taken hold. Because there is so much we can do to prevent it and the world doesn't know this and we mm -hmm. need to raise this uh, awareness that mm -hmm. dementia is preventable. Right. So that's one thing. And then uh, while I was doing this work, I was diagnosed with breast cancer mm -hmm. and I was also menopausal at this time. So mm -hmm. I had started taking hormone replacement therapy mm -hmm. because I was educated about the benefits of this for women. Mm -hmm. And um, But during ca my cancer journey, my surgeon, my oncologist, all doctors, uh, they were very unhappy that I was taking hormones because they kept saying, you have breast cancer, you should be off it. Mm -hmm. And I saw how well-meaning doctors can mm -hmm. um, be misinformed mm -hmm. or not be up to date with the research mm -hmm. that has shown that especially for women with hormone negative cancer, mm -hmm. HRT is not harmful. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we know that women that take uh, hormones mm -hmm. after at menopause, they have a 23% lesser chance of developing breast cancer. Ooh. And if they do develop mm -hmm. breast cancer, then there is a um, better prognosis, better by 40% mm -hmm. that they will have a good prognosis. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of misinformation mm -hmm. in this field and that just made me so um it just made me want to do this work to mm -hmm. raise awareness to right. educate women mm -hmm. as to what can help them especially mm -hmm. at midlife because mm -hmm. we have so much going on at midlife mm -hmm. right we have our careers we mm -hmm. have our relationships we have our children mm -hmm. we have our parents we might be caretaking for them so there is so much mm -hmm. that is going on and a lot of women experience burnout at right. this time, right? And we don't take care of ourselves. We do not prioritize mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we think that because we have so much going on, we are fatigued and tired mm -hmm. and we're not getting enough sleep and we're anxious and irritable and depressed. Mm -hmm. Well, that's normal. Exactly. <laughs> all of these symptoms are related to perimenopause and menopause. Right. The problem is nobody tells us that. Mm -hmm. Nobody educates mm -hmm. women on what to expect right. once they get into their 40s mm -hmm. and 50s. What are the symptoms of mm -hmm. perimenopause and menopause and how to manage them, mm -hmm. how to take care of them so that 
It is not that by taking care of our menopausal symptoms, life mm-hmm. becomes easier, mm-hmm. but we become more resilient. Right. Right. We become more resilient and mm-hmm. we can take care of our children, mm-hmm. our spouses, our selves, our mm-hmm. parents, our careers, our businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, everything becomes easy once mm-hmm. again. Right. You know, I talk to so many women who say that as they get in their 40s and their mid 40s, things become harder. You mm-hmm. know, they they just don't have as much patience. Mm-hmm. They are irritable. Right. They have mood swings. Mm-hmm. They have body composition changes. Mm-hmm. They're gaining weight in all mm-hmm. the wrong places. So there's a lot that we can do, but first we have to mm-hmm. educate ourselves. Right, right. That's what brought me here. I love it. You know, and and to me, education is what is key. Um, you know, uh, people who have listened to the program before know that I am a, a cancer warrior also. Um, and, and, and it's funny, I like to say warrior as opposed to survivor because we're in a battle, right? You know, and, um, and, but I, long ago, 30, oh, more than 30 years ago, I worked for the American Cancer Society and I also worked for an oncologist, a fabulous oncologist who 35 ish years ago was way ahead of his time. Um, you know, and, and, but you know, through both of those, one of the things that that I really learned, you know, even 30, 35 years ago, was we had to educate ourselves. Um, you know, of course, that was long before Google, you know, and, and the internet and, and all of these things. And so the people that I talk with now, I tell them, you know, you absolutely have to educate yourself and don't do it with Dr. Google. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, you type in something like cancer in your, your internet, you know, your, it goes, boom, because there's just so much information, but it's, you know, you need to find what works best for you. And more importantly, you need to find those who are going to treat you the way you want and deserve to be treated. Um, you know, and, and, and I mean, I fired doctors. I fired several doctors. They were good doctors. They just weren't the best doctor for me. Uh, but it is about finding what is going to work because for some, it's it, well, you know, the treatments have obviously changed a lot, right? You know, it, it used to be that that it was surgery, massive chemo, and maybe you lived. I mean, you know, that was that was kind of it. And and now, of course, things have evolved, and that's been what is nice is is you know the, it has evolved and and. Many doctors and care providers are seeing that we have to have the combinations, um, you know, not just what is good nutritionally for us. Um, you know, I love it when they're talking about mental health, right? You know, they never used to, you know, a, 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 you know, a doctor dealing with you never used to, you know, wonder about your mental health. You know, you're trying to not die, <laughs> and you know, and, and um, so what is your mental health? And so they're they're doing that, but they are. Also saying, hey, you know, there are other types of treatment, um, you know, and and but it's up to us as the patient or maybe the loved one to say, you know, we're going to explore this. Um, we're not just going to say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and and do what they say. And so I love this that that you're kind of you know in in this to to help people with all of this education. Yes, and you know this is such a critical piece, whether it's cancer, mm-hmm. whether right. it's brain health. Mm-hmm. Or it's menopause. Mm-hmm. It really nobody is as 
vested in our in in, in our health or our being as mm-hmm. ourselves right. right nobody can mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everybody is coming from their place of experience mm-hmm. their expertise but we are the experts in mm-hmm. ourselves right right mm-hmm. i am the expert in my body my mm-hmm. mind how i want to be mm-hmm. and there is so much information out there that even for doctors it is not possible to right. be on they top of everything mm-hmm. they cannot keep mm-hmm. up especially doctors that um you know are in the insurance model that take insurance mm-hmm. and they right. they mm-hmm. are they are forced to do these 7 mm-hmm. or 10 minute visits mm-hmm. it's not that that's what they want to do mm-hmm. but the right. system is such mm-hmm. today that this is what is available mm-hmm. so because their days are so packed with short mm-hmm. visits um and despite their best intentions mm-hmm. they are very busy and they just don't have mm-hmm. often they don't have the time mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be up to date on all the different mm-hmm. things that are coming out so i have all compassion and empathy mm-hmm. for uh, you know my doctor colleagues who mm-hmm. are just doing the regular thing mm-hmm. but it's really important for ourselves for us mm-hmm. to find out to be cognizant mm-hmm. when something is going on mm-hmm. and then know that okay i need to do some research i mm-hmm. need to find out you know one of the things that i am finding is that um 85% of menopausal women mm-hmm. are not taking hormone replacement therapy mm-hmm. that is because either they don't know what are the benefits mm-hmm. how they can be helped right or that there is some um incorrect information mm-hmm. that they have right which is which circulates a mm-hmm. lot on the internet and uh with people who have not mm-hmm. taken the care to educate themselves on the re- latest research right so it is either incomplete information mm-hmm. incorrect information mm-hmm. or the third thing is fear mm-hmm. right? right and the fear comes from incomplete or inaccurate mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. it also comes from things like um sometimes women think oh you are medicalizing menopause mm-hmm. it's it's a natural stage of right. life it right? happens mm-hmm. to everybody or every woman everybody <laughs> yes mm-hmm. and the thing is that what we need to understand what happens in menopause is that is what we need to really understand. Mm-hmm. Right. It is a phase of life for sure. Mm-hmm. Every woman will go through it mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But what it technically is is a long-term hormone deficiency. Right. Okay. So let's say if somebody has hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. that their thyroid is uh functioning uh suboptimally. It's mm-hmm. not producing enough of the right. thyroid hormone, right? Mm-hmm. Then you would supplement with external hormone mm-hmm. you would right. take a medicine that is the hormone and because you need this on a daily basis mm-hmm. for your body to function mm-hmm. optimally right if somebody has diabetes and their body mm-hmm. no longer produces insulin well then you need to take insulin extraneously right. like you know mm-hmm. you need to take insulin mm-hmm. so your body can function properly mm-hmm. it is the same thing with menopause mm-hmm. right your body stops producing estrogen and progesterone mm-hmm. at menopause mm-hmm. that is the accurate true um definition of menopause is that you are no longer producing estrogen and progesterone right. your ovaries have gone nip we're done right <laughs> and somehow we came up with this name of menopause mm-hmm. and that has now become kind of like a dirty word right there's It's definitely a stigma there mm-hmm. is a stigma there the word has liability it has mm-hmm. baggage right um certainly Uh, women don't talk about it openly and mm-hmm. i have found that even 
amongst friends mm-hmm. women don't really talk about this unless there is an intention there's a decision let's talk about this mm-hmm. this is important to talk about right. women are not generally talking mm-hmm. about it um you know they might share something about hot flashes yeah or- they're going ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and we go oh yeah we did that too and then you change the subject mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. because a hot flash is so um such an extreme physiological right. event that happens in a body mm-hmm. and it can happen at any time mm-hmm. and many times it'll happen when you're in the middle of a meeting right you're in a, a you're with people mm-hmm. or even if you're on zoom it's suddenly it's uncontrollable you mm-hmm. react you cannot control your reaction right it's visible mm-hmm. right so it's part of the culture like you know mm-hmm. okay a woman is having hot but mm-hmm. but even then the the effort is to kind of move on right. or make light mm-hmm. of that event mm-hmm. but uncomfortable what, giggles yes mm-hmm. so what is happening is that your brain that is a uh it's a signal from mm-hmm. the brain that wait your estrogen in the body is too low mm-hmm. and you need to bring it up mm-hmm. so the the hot flash isn't coming from the ovaries it's right. not a sign that your okay. reproductive function is over it's a sign from your brain mm-hmm. telling you please provide estrogen to the body for global functioning mm-hmm. okay because almost all cells in our body have receptors for estrogen mm-hmm. which means that every organ in our body works better with estrogen on board okay if we don't have estrogen mm-hmm. at a certain point the first thing that takes a hit is our bones mm-hmm. right and we get osteoporosis right so what happens is even during perimenopause when mm-hmm. you, when your periods become irregular mm-hmm. if you go 3 months without a period your bones have taken a direct hit mm-hmm. okay so what's happening during perimenopause is that the ovaries are working really hard to put out the estrogen and progesterone in mm-hmm. response to signals from the brain mm-hmm. okay because the brain always wants a certain amount of estrogen mm-hmm. and progesterone in the body right So so sometimes women will get two periods in a month mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll go three yeah, months without. Yeah, kind of it just your body freaks out. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you go three months without a period, then the rate of bone loss is fastest during that time. Okay. And after that during uh, during menopause, it the rate of bone loss can be up to 2% mm. a year. Wow. That is a lot. That, that is. is a lot of bone mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. And we know now that nothing is as efficient at um preserving and building your bone strength mm-hmm. as estrogen mm-hmm. much more effective than bisphosphonates mm-hmm. okay and we also know that if you're taking calcium and vitamin d but you're not on hormone replacement therapy mm-hmm. those supplements don't end up being so effective for your bones right they, they're not being absorbed correctly they are not able mm-hmm. to function as much mm-hmm. because the estrogen isn't on board mm-hmm. to make the collagen and all the other things mm-hmm. that you need for healthy bone functioning mm-hmm. right so if you don't have estrogen on board then your body is going to produce less collagen okay it's going to produce less elastin mm-hmm. so you get wrinkles mm-hmm. you get joint pains mm-hmm. you get muscle aches mm-hmm. and a whole lot of other things that mm-hmm. happen in the body with the loss of these hormones mm-hmm. so it is critical for women to educate themselves on what to expect during this phase right and what to do to manage those symptoms so that your body is optimally prepared mm-hmm. for all organs to function right mm-hmm. because women have so much to do today right. you know like mm-hmm. i am starting my business mm-hmm. at the age of 50 i love it 
you know. Mm -hmm. So, but if I didn't have hormones on board, I mm -hmm. could not do it. Right. Because I went you, through, yeah, because mm -hmm. I went through my own phase of burnout. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. I couldn't mm -hmm. do the simplest of things, mm -hmm. right? And I had to take time out of work mm -hmm. to um, recuperate. Even mm -hmm. though I did bring hormones on board, because I right. had gone so long, right? Um, it just took a while for your body to get kind of caught it back up. Mm -hmm. It took a while, and then. Uh, you know, many women will have like heart palpitations mm -hmm. or other symptoms and they they go to a cardiologist to mm -hmm. see what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. And um, so what happens is, so if we just talk about, let's say, heart symptoms for a bit, mm -hmm. right? What happens uh, after menopause? Research has shown that right after menopause, the plaque in our arteries increases by 20% mm. due to the loss of estrogen. Okay. So what estrogen does is mm -hmm. it has, um, our blood vessels have estrogen receptors on them. Mm -hmm. And the estrogen keeps them supple. Okay, so it helps move stuff through. Yes, okay. you know, so blood circulation mm -hmm. is good. Now, when the estrogen goes away, mm -hmm. our uh, blood vessels become stiff mm -hmm. and then plaque accumulates. Mm -hmm. And then we get poor circulation and we mm -hmm. get begin to get heart palpitations. Right. And you, 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 the streams would be stroke. Exactly. Mm -hmm. More women die from strokes than men. Mm -hmm. More women die of heart disease. Mm -hmm. Okay, so women die of heart disease seven times the rate they die mm -hmm. of breast cancer. Right. Because we mm -hmm. have no idea what's actually happening we because it's different. You know, it's not the right arm probably it's you know no, all the, yeah you know and, and so and and we ignore it right we're, we're we muscling on through because we've got stuff we've got to do we've got stuff to do and also women don't know that heart disease is the biggest thing for women biggest risk right. factor mm -hmm. you know so in every decade of a woman's life starting with 40 at 40s mm -hmm. more women will die of heart disease mm -hmm. than of cancer Right. In every de decade, mm -hmm. 40s, 50s, mm -hmm. 60s, and the number increases mm -hmm. the older we get. Mm -hmm. And certainly, the symptoms of a heart attack in a woman are not the same as that mm -hmm. in a man. Right. 70% of women will not have chest pain, mm -hmm. right? And there are studies to show that so many women are sent home mm -hmm. from a doctor's office or from a hospital mm -hmm. mid-heart attack. Right, because they didn't have an EKG, so nobody caught that there was an issue. So what's happening is how these symptoms manifest for women mm -hmm. is anxiety, mm -hmm. nausea, mm -hmm. gut symptoms. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to know what to look out for. Mm -hmm. And sometimes right. you might have to educate your doctor. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would love to talk about how to do that. First, how to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And then how to educate your doctors. Mm -hmm. Because right. It's not that doctors have um, poor intentions, but mm -hmm. not everybody is educated on the latest in mm -hmm. hormone therapy. Right. So it's important for us to know that. Right. And so, so you're right. You know, heart disease is a much big. Mm -hmm. And once you have heart disease, if you have heart disease, mm -hmm. you have brain disease. Right. Because you stopped the 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 flow of, of it's the oxygen. same cardiovascular yep. system. Mm -hmm. It's the same blood vessels mm -hmm. that are feeding your heart and different parts of your body mm -hmm. and your brain. Right. Right. And in the brain, our blood vessels are smaller, mm -hmm. finer. Right. And so it's, it's easier to damage them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the reason why during perimenopause mm -hmm. and menopause, women begin to have brain fog, ah. memory loss, mm -hmm. right? Insomnia. Like mm -hmm. these controls for temperature regulation, right? Hot flashes, mm -hmm. 
night sweats, this is temperature regulation. Mm -hmm. It's in the brain, right? Our mood control is mm -hmm. in the brain, mm -hmm. right? Our, um, so you, symptoms like irritability, anxiety, mm -hmm. depression. Mm -hmm. If this comes on during your 40s, mm -hmm. it's a good chance it's related to your hormones. Ah. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, one of the things I tell people is your doctors or your medical care provider, um, you know, maybe you prefer a nurse practitioner, you know, or, you know, whatever, but folks, they're not psychic. <laughs> you know? And, you know, one of the worst things that people do is they will say, you know, that they'll say, how are you doing? And our response is fine. <laughs> you know? And that can be anything from I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow to I'm about to die, but we're just going to say I'm fine. And so they, you know, you need to tell them, Hey, I have this, this, and this going on, um, you know, and, and I'm not, I don't think it's indigestion. I'm, you know, I'm wondering about my heart health, uh, you know, all of those various things. And, you know, and, and, and we, we have gotten used to the fact of, well, everybody goes through menopause, so I'm not going to complain about it. No, you know, it's, it's just like I tell people with their cancer treatments, you have to tell your doctors what's going on. You know, it might not be that you have to have extreme nausea or all sorts of things, you know, because it, things can be adjusted. But again, it's, you know, we can't just assume they know what's going on. This yeah. is normal. This is typical. All of those things. No, you know, in your, in your 11 minutes that you've got with them, tell so, them, hey, yeah. that's what's happening. You know, there is this phrase that if you see something, say something. Right. Mm -hmm. so, what I say is, if you notice something, mm -hmm. say something. Right. Something is going on, mm -hmm. say it to the mm -hmm. right person. Right. But that means that you have to be, um, you have to be educated. You mm -hmm. need to know that these mm -hmm. symptoms are not normal. Right. Um, there is a better way mm -hmm. for your health to serve you, mm -hmm. for you to be able to do everything that you need to do. Mm -hmm. So I think what would be helpful is if uh, perhaps I um, went over of, common symptoms okay perfect mm -hmm. that women might experience during mm -hmm. this time mm -hmm. and then they can say like okay yes i have these symptoms mm -hmm. and then i should do something about this right okay. mm -hmm. and then perhaps we can talk about um what kind of practitioner might help you mm -hmm. right perfect how to educate your practitioner mm -hmm. or like i love what it resources mm -hmm. to read right. what how to do the research for mm -hmm. yourself so you know mm -hmm. uh what what uh, can be done mm -hmm. about any of the symptoms that you're right. experiencing mm -hmm. okay i love it Okay, so some of the symptoms uh, that are that we know are like hot flashes and mm -hmm. night sweats. We know. Okay, mm -hmm. then there is difficulty getting to sleep and difficulty staying asleep. Either okay. of those two, mm -hmm. right? Because um, estrogen dips at three a.m. in the morning. A lot of women wake up at that time, and then we have to figure what is going on, mm -hmm. right? They can, and then our brain starts going, and that's it. Yeah, you know, we're right. done. We're up for the day. Right. You know, and then there are some skin symptoms like you might feel um, skin is crawling or itching. Okay. Some people have itchy ears. Some women have itchy ears, like odd mm -hmm. symptoms. Uh, they may have ringing in the ears mm -hmm. during that time. Mm -hmm. Okay. They are more tired than usual. Okay. They have difficulty concentrating. Mm -hmm. Their memory is poor. Mm -hmm. They're more irritable. They're more anxious. Mm -hmm. They are experiencing more low moods. Mm -hmm. They have crying spells, mm -hmm. headaches, mm -hmm. uh, frequent urination. Mm -hmm. leaking urine mm -hmm. this can be helped this can be mm -hmm. we can do something about it mm -hmm. pain or burning during urination okay bladder infections mm -hmm. dry vagina mm -hmm. vaginal itching painful mm -hmm. sex mm -hmm. 
um, vaginal infections, mm -hmm. um, reduced libido, mm -hmm. okay, uh, weight gain, mm -hmm. bloating, breast tenderness, mm -hmm. joint pains. So these are some of the symptoms, mm -hmm. and the list is very long, right. but these are some of the symptoms I hear about commonly. Yeah. And it's not just because we're getting old. <laughs> uh, it's 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 it is body. because we're aging, but it's not. Be you know, it's like we said. It's you know, it's not something to accept. Like this is happening mm -hmm. because yeah. I'm getting old, and I just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, since this is the power hour, right? Mm -hmm. This is for business women. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of women in their 40s and 50s run mm -hmm. successful businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are starting new businesses during right. this time. Like so, you were. Mm -hmm. Like like I am. Mm -hmm. Right. So then what, what we need to just know is that these symptoms can be managed mm -hmm. to the extent right. that you don't have. You can be symptom free, mm -hmm. you know, from most of these symptoms. And you can have more energy, mm -hmm. more clarity more uh, ability to deal with all the mm -hmm. different things you need to deal with in your life. Right. So if you speak to the right practitioner mm -hmm. for you, they can help you, mm -hmm. right? So in the United States, there is the, in, in North America, there is a North mm -hmm. American Menopause Society. Okay. Ah, interesting. I had no idea. <laughs> yes. So the, the, um, their website is menopause.org. Okay. So on their website, mm -hmm. they have a list of uh, menopause care certified practitioners. Okay. Okay. And this can be doctors mm -hmm. or nurses. And um, it's not just your primary care doctor, folks. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it could be somebody different. So mm -hmm. these people are generally educated about hormone therapy. Okay. So you could look look for somebody in your area. Mm -hmm. The problem is that in all of United States, mm -hmm. there's only 2000 uh, certified members. Right. Because know? again, so, there's a stigma. There's, you know, all those various things. Mm -hmm. There is a stigma. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the medical profession is beginning to come around. And the mm -hmm. fact that there are 2000 providers today, mm -hmm. it's actually really great. There has mm -hmm. been a significant increase in that number mm -hmm. in just in the last one year. Mm -hmm. So we know that in the next few years, a right. lot more doctors will get certified, mm -hmm. okay? And they'll be able to provide you the care that mm -hmm. you need and that you deserve. Right. Okay? right. So that's one thing. The other thing is you might, um, even if somebody isn't certified, it doesn't mean that they are not literate on mm -hmm. hormone replacement. Right. So you just need to ask around mm -hmm. in your network and mm -hmm. ask each other mm -hmm. um, for somebody that has uh, given you or somebody the care that mm -hmm. they that they needed. Mm -hmm. um, so I think word of mouth, asking your friends mm -hmm. and networks is really helpful to do that. Mm -hmm. um, the other way that you can educate yourself is uh, to, I'll share a couple of books, you know, oh, these good. resources mm -hmm. that, uh, so one of the, one book that I have really liked is called Estrogen Matters. Ah, mm -hmm. Okay. And the subtitle of this book is Why Taking Hormones in Menopause can improve women's well-being, mm -hmm. lengthen their lives mm -hmm. without raising the risk of breast cancer. Right. Because that's the thing. People are like, oh, if I take this, then I get this. Yes. Um, so that association is incorrect and false. Mm -hmm. Let me just say that again. The association between breast cancer and hormones is false. Mm -hmm. It's incorrect information that has been around in our culture for way too long. Mm -hmm. The Women's Health Initiative, which came out with this information in 2002, mm -hmm. has since walked that information back. Ah. But they haven't done it with the same fanfare with which mm -hmm. they announced the false association. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Right. 
So I think this book, and it has been written by an oncologist, ah. a cancer doctor. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he, um, Dr. Avram Blooming, MD, mm -hmm. and Ka Dr. Carol Ta Tavris, PhD. Mm -hmm. She's a psychologist. Mm -hmm. um, wonderful, wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, this is an excellent book, very mm -hmm. well researched and has a lot of references. Mm -hmm. So that's one. So this is for the, uh, you know, this is for the novice and for the scientifically minded. So mm -hmm. whichever one you take your pick. This is really great. Mm -hmm. And here is another book, which I really loved. It's mm -hmm. called Sex, Lies, and Menopause. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is about the shocking truth about synthetic hormones mm -hmm. and the benefits of natural alternatives. Mm -hmm. You know, when women are in their teens and 20s mm -hmm. and 30s, they go on contraceptives mm -hmm. without a thought. Right. Right. Yeah. We're and sexually active. We're on the pill. Exactly. <laughs> That's, you know, that is basically it, right? And generally, mm -hmm. the level of hormones in the pill is very high mm -hmm. and that's synthetic hormones, mm -hmm. right? So we go on the pill because at that time, we don't know enough to ask the right kind of questions, mm -hmm. right? So and so we end up being on the pill for mm -hmm. decades. Right. And then women can have a lot of problems that they don't initially mm -hmm. associate with the pill. Mm -hmm. They can be infertility. They can right. be other hormonal problems. And by the time they get to their 30s and 40s, they've kind of put two and two together and mm -hmm. then said that, okay, the hormones uh, um, did me harm, mm -hmm. right? But what they don't realize is that they were synthetic hormones and too high. Mm -hmm. When they get to menopause and they're like, I don't want to do hormones anymore. Mm -hmm. But you see how this hurts them. Right. Because it's a different medicine. Right. Right. So the lack of um, complete and correct information mm -hmm. hurts us. Mm -hmm. Right. And also there's a lot of fear associated mm -hmm. with stuff that we don't know. Right. You know, the fear of breast cancer is so high, mm -hmm. even though that association is wrong, mm -hmm. that um, we don't realize that the, the positive effects of hormones mm -hmm. are so many. Mm -hmm. And in fact, hormones are protective against breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, so, so before I talk about the other benefits of hormones, there's one more book that I want to talk about. Okay. And that is Dr. Louise Newson's book. And you can see how. Oh, yes. Oh, my. You've got, all, you've got almost every page marked, it looks <laughs> yes. like. And this is the definitive guide to the perimenopause and menopause. Okay. Okay. This is a doctor in the UK and she's lovely. Mm hmm has uh, an amazing podcast um, or maybe just a YouTube channel. She's pretty active on social media. So if you mm -hmm. look her up, she has a lot of good information that she mm -hmm. puts out there. And this is a very readable book. Mm -hmm. And most people will find probably this one to be the most helpful because okay. she talks very um, friendly, easy mm -hmm. way and helps you understand about what mm -hmm. you need to know. Okay, so so we've talked about a whole bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. What have what we've not talked about is the um is brain health and the mm -hmm. relationship with hormones. Right. I would love to do that for a mm -hmm. second if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, right? because I think that's the other thing where yeah, we we don't even understand that there's a connection. Yes. We don't understand. We first of all, the whole world thinks that dementia is not preventable. Mm -hmm. I am here to say that dementia is preventable right. in a large number of cases. Mm -hmm. Okay. It has been shown by Dr. Dale Bradison, who's a neurologist, mm -hmm. that with a combination of diet, lifestyle, mm -hmm. and investigating mm -hmm. where your symptoms of dementia mm -hmm. and Alzheimer's are coming mm -hmm. from, investigating the various etiologies mm -hmm. helps us understand 
how this disease has developed in your body. Mm -hmm. And if we understand how it has developed, it is possible for us to reverse it. Right. Yeah. Now, it is not keep... just you're getting it because your parent had it. Right. So, so we have to keep in mind that we shouldn't wait to get a diagnosis of Alzheimer's before mm -hmm. deciding to reverse right. it, before deciding to do something about mm -hmm. it. Because the more physiological changes that have occurred in a body already, the harder it becomes to reverse them. Right. It's, so it's kind of like a car. You know, exactly. it's it's easier to fix when you've got little things as opposed to, okay, I just blew the engine out. Right, exactly. So the sooner we act, the more uh, benefit we see. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with hormones as well. If you are perimenopausal, mm -hmm. that is the time to really consider, okay, mm -hmm. what is the time for me to start hormone right. therapy, right? And the sooner uh, after menopause you begin, the more benefit you have. Mm -hmm. You know, generally it's said that start within 10 years, mm -hmm. but 10 years is, a too, is too long a time from my perspective. Mm -hmm. I would say start as soon as you can, but work with a practitioner that mm -hmm. can guide you properly, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now coming back to the brain. So Dr. Bredesen's whole protocol has revolved around Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. And I have worked with patients that have Alzheimer's mm -hmm. or those that are concerned about getting Alzheimer's because of family history, mm -hmm. right? But my focus is really on preventing dementia in the first place. Mm -hmm. Now, the changes in the brain that ultimately lead to a diagnosis of dementia mm -hmm. begin 20 to 30 years before uh -huh. the diagnosis happens. Mm -hmm. For many women, dementia, the, the changes in the brain begin at menopause. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because we are losing our hormones. Right. Okay. Estrogen is a master regulator in women's bodies. Mm -hmm. We need this on board at all times. Mm -hmm. Okay. Progesterone, the other hormone, is a neurosteroid. Ah. Testosterone has many benefits other than just libido and reproductive mm -hmm. function. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that women need to know about. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, um, you know, there is this researcher called Dr. Lisa Mosconi. She mm -hmm. is in New York and she has shown that women experience a 30% decline in brain energy at menopause. Mm. So she has done brain scans before and after mm -hmm. menopause and she can show a 30% decline in energy of the brain. Wow. Can you imagine that? And 30% is a lot. It's a huge <laughs> number. Mm -hmm. And I just marvel at, you know, really the resilience of women that we just keep going. Mm -hmm. you know, we, we figure out ways to adapt, right? Somehow we keep going, but mm -hmm. we do get burnt out. We do it mm -hmm. at our own expense. Mm -hmm. Eventually right. we burn out. Mm -hmm. Eventually we may give up on our dream mm -hmm. of that promotion or that mm -hmm. business. Right, because we're just too tired to fight for it. We or, are too you know, if it, it takes more education or thing, you're like, nah, I'm just, no. Nah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Uh, a lot of women will actually take early retirement, mm -hmm. a stop mid-career because they're just not able to cope anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's right. a loss to the whole world. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to know that estrogen and progesterone have an impact on your brain, mm -hmm. on your heart, mm -hmm. on your bones, on your sexual health, mm -hmm. on your mental and emotional mm -hmm. health, on your digestive mm -hmm. health pretty much every system of your body. Right. So it's really important to educate yourself on the benefits for you personally mm -hmm. and what is the right time to start, what is mm -hmm. the right dosage, and how this can help you right. in your personal mm -hmm. life. Right. Well, and the other things that you mentioned too, your diet, 
exercising. I mean, doing all of those things, you know, we, we look at it and we go, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, but it, but it is so important and it's, it's not, it's, it's important for so many reasons. I mean, that's, that's the thing, um, you know, and, and, and I always tell people too, you know, we, we need to know on, on a lot of this stuff, what our levels are, you know, when you measure them long before there's a problem. Um, you know, I get lots of blood work every three weeks. I get lots of blood work and, and they all, oh, you're high on this and low on this. I'm like, you understand I'm always high on that and low on that. Maybe that's my normal, um, you know, because they, they you know, and, and they, you know, sometimes they pay attention to me and sometimes they don't, but it's kind of, I saw something today that said, you know, 98.6 is actually not the average body temperature, um, you know, and, and, but we get used to that. Right. And so we're told this is the number you're aiming for. And, um, you know, and, and yeah, there are certainly ones like, I mean, insulin, those are one of the things, you know, or, or your, your, your blood sugar level, they've got a pretty good handle on some of those, but still some highs and lows for you might be different. Um, you know, and, and so it's, it's so important to know those things before we're going, is this high or is this low? And I don't know. So I'm so glad you brought that up because what happens is when you do labs, mm -hmm. right, you will see the, your number, mm -hmm. right? And then you, next to it, you see a range. Right. The average. Lab uh -huh. The lab tells you the mm -hmm. range. Now, right. if you notice, mm -hmm. if you if you take a look at that, that range mm -hmm. is actually very wide. Right. Oh, yeah. It's Depending very, on what it is. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the thing to know is that for uh, practitioners such as myself and mm -hmm. in the functional medicine world, we know that there is an optimal range for mm -hmm. each, of, mm -hmm. each of those metrics. Mm-hmm. And that is a subset of the conventional range, mm -hmm. which is very wide. Right. So depending on what's happening in your body, we mm -hmm. know that because of your health history, mm -hmm. your uh, level for so-and-so metric tends mm -hmm. to be at this level. Right. And Or something. But we also know wh what we want to encourage your body to move towards. Mm -hmm. Right. It may or may not be possible depending on your mm -hmm. health history. Right. right. So we want to know that if is your thyroid stimulating hormone, the TSH, mm -hmm. you know, the range is a certain number, like mm -hmm. 0.5 to like five, mm -hmm. which is a big range. Mm -hmm. But we know what is an optimal number mm -hmm. okay. or for your liver enzymes or anything mm -hmm. else. There is a conventional range and there's mm -hmm. the optimal range. So what you also said is like the diet and lifestyle being so important. Mm -hmm. Um, those are the foundations of health. Right. And, you know, a lot of us don't pay attention to diet and lifestyle and mm -hmm. things like proper sleep, mm -hmm. you know, things because like we're busy, we're, you know, fast food is the easier way to go. And, you know, all of those various things. We learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. We don't, unfortunately, we just don't learn the easy way. We mm -hmm. just don't like everybody knows that we should do a good job with what we eat. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that we should get seven to nine hours of sleep every mm -hmm. night. Everybody knows that there is something called a um, sleep hygiene. Put mm -hmm. your screens away because the mm -hmm. blue light mm -hmm. keeps you from getting sleep. Mm -hmm. But how many of us actually do it? Right. You mm -hmm. know, we don't do it until something difficult happens. Mm -hmm. And then we realize that if we don't have our health, mm -hmm. we have nothing. Right. right. It and it's so easy to get the get things off. The, and like you said, sometimes, you know, it, it's just, it, it maybe, it, maybe it's not even fixable. It goes far enough, um, you know, and, and, and unfortunately then, you know, then you have much bigger issues. Right. Right. That's the whole thing. That's why I say like my passion is really in preventing chronic disease. Mm -hmm. 
let's not wait to develop a condition right. and then see what I need mm-hmm. to do. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, then that is way too high a price mm-hmm. to pay. Right. Getting a disease and then being on a medication for the rest of your life is too high a price mm-hmm. to pay. Mm-hmm. It's so much better to get the care that you need now, preventive mm-hmm. care that you need now, mm-hmm. have yourself looked at um, top mm-hmm. to bottom, take an inventory of your mm-hmm. symptoms, speak to a knowledgeable provider, mm-hmm. a practitioner, a doctor, or whoever, whoever mm-hmm. you see, and get the care that you need mm-hmm. and take care of yourself. Right. Eat right, right mm-hmm. get an, enough sleep, mm-hmm. manage your stress, mm-hmm. you know, mend your relationships with friends, your families. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so important. Mm-hmm. You know, these are what we call foundations mm-hmm. of health. Mm-hmm. If all of these things are in place, mm-hmm. then you can take things like supplements mm-hmm. or this, that, and the other. Like, you right. know, exercise, another very big thing. Mm-hmm. People do not prioritize that. It is so important mm-hmm. to stay moving because mm-hmm. that gives you good blood circulation. Mm-hmm. It moves your lymph. Mm-hmm. It builds your bone strength, Mm -hmm. so many things. So if you do all of these things that we call foundations of health, Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, you can do some testing to Mm -hmm. figure out where are, you know, do you have things like risks to your metabolic health, Mm -hmm. your vascular health? Are your genetics compromised? Mm -hmm. You know, what are your genetics? Do Mm -hmm. you have the Alzheimer's gene? Do Mm -hmm. you need to, um, do you have any toxins that Mm -hmm. you're carrying in your body? Mold toxins, chemical Mm -hmm. toxins, heavy metals. All of these things become um, etiologies Mm -hmm. for brain disease Mm -hmm. or other kinds of diseases. So there are ways to look for where things are right now Mm -hmm. and put into place a plan that will reverse the damage that has happened Mm -hmm. and keep further damage from happening. Mm Right. And that way you can ensure that you are around for yourself, for your families, mm-hmm. for your businesses, with you, with mm-hmm. the whole of you intact, right. your brain and body mm-hmm. intact. Mm-hmm. Right. And and again, it's about educating yourself and sometimes just nagging the livid daylights out of out of your your medical care providers. Um, you know, some it, it, it's for the most part, the medical system is one that is reactive as opposed to proactive, right? Um, you know, I had full genetic screening, but not until after I was was diagnosed with cancer. Now, the nice thing is it came back with nothing. I mean, I didn't have the BRCA gene. Um, you know, I, I didn't have any of the, the, the genes where they were concerned. But yeah, that they only would would approve doing that. And it was not an inexpensive test. You know, it's not something you're going to go, oh, I'm just going to go have this today. Um, but yeah, they would only approve it after there was a problem. Now, part of why I wanted to have it was specifically so that I would know, okay, I had this, I didn't have this to tell other family members, right? Um, because there's, we now have two people in my family who have breast cancer. So, you know, is, is you know, but, you know, that that's, but, you know, and, and even just things like the the body scans and all of those things that we only do after there's a problem. And that's, you know, that's a whole nother problem that we're not going to fix today. But, um, but it is, some of it is education. And I think a lot of times people just don't even know they can ask for those things. Um, see, this is the interesting thing. There are some insurance companies that will not cover a DEXA scan until you're 65, mm-hmm. or you make a case for it that why right. the risk mm-hmm. for osteoporosis and then you should be checked. Mm-hmm. 
uh, early. Now, this means that you are not going to uh, fix your, you know, start taking blood pressure medication mm -hmm. when the risk is high. Like you're going to wait until the blood pressure is super high and wait. then you're going to start taking medication. Mm -hmm. It like, just doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So um, I do think that the world is what it is because collectively over time, we have made decisions that have led us here, mm -hmm. right? And so if we want to move to a different kind of world, collectively, we have mm -hmm. to start making decisions that right. lead to a different kind of mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. But what we can do today, there are a lot of things we can do proactively mm -hmm. that um, do not require scans and things. Mm -hmm. First of all, just knowing, just making a decision that you are going to be proactive about your health. Mm -hmm. Right. Then starting with small things like mm -hmm. eating better, mm -hmm. you know, going to bed at a good mm -hmm. time you know, managing stress, mm -hmm. just doing those things will make a big difference. And then finding a compassionate practitioner mm -hmm. who can help you right. uh, put into place a plan that'll mm -hmm. work for you. And then I did this for a patient recently myself. Um, she's in her early 50s and we had to make a case for why she should have a DEXA scan. Mm -hmm. um, and the, uh, her MD did write uh, a mm -hmm. script for her for that. So sometimes, you know, there are ways to work around and mm -hmm. you're right. If you mm -hmm. ask for it, your insurance might cover right. it. Um, so it's always good to mm -hmm. know um, and advocate yourself for mm -hmm. yourself. Right. Super important to do. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. We're like you said, we're the ones who are in charge, yeah. um, you know, and and things that are just as simple as going for an annual physical, you know, some say, some things like that. But again, telling your doctor, I mean, I was in this would have been a year ago or so. And it's very entertaining when I go in for my primary care. Uh, for my annual, because I don't take off my clothes. There's no reason. I have none of those things anymore that they check. But you know, I love my primary care doctor who has actually said, I go in every six months. She said, to heck with this annual. She said, I want to see you every six months. And, you know, and, and so I go in. But one of the times when I was in, she, well, you know, how's it going? And so we chit chat and, you know, all those things. And, and, and I said, well, you know, I actually have this thing on my arm. And she took one look at it and I was at the dermatologist the next week and you know, and it turned out to be a, a basal cell carcinoma. But it was just one of those where it was like, well, I have this little thing that bleeds every once in a while. And, you know, she knew what it was. Um, but, you know, again, you know, how are you doing? Fine. No, yeah. you know, we have to tell them what's going on. Yeah. It's so invaluable when you mm -hmm. have a medical care team. Mm -hmm that is a good fit for you. Right. There's nothing mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. Like um, when I was going through my treatment, even though my oncologist was was kind of um, cautious about mm -hmm. me being on hormones, she didn't say, don't do that. Mm -hmm. It was my surgeon who said that, okay, so you're picking quality of life over longevity. And I was like, you didn't really just say that because that's not really true. <laughs> and and actually, sometimes that might be your choice. You know, that might be the decision you're making. It might mm -hmm. be the choice. Mm -hmm. Yes, quality of life is mm -hmm. super important. And yes, I would mm -hmm. pick that any day over right. longevity mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. But but I do know the facts also. So I was like, you know, the surgeon who comes very highly recommended mm -hmm. didn't have the right information. Right. But my mm -hmm. oncologist was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I loved me with her mm -hmm. and she saw me as a person mm -hmm. not as a statistic mm -hmm. and it was really wonderful so i agree that if you have a good uh, primary care mm -hmm. practitioner or a specialist that you mm -hmm. see there's nothing like it it's wonderful mm -hmm. and uh they thrive also on good relationships with their patients mm -hmm. you know? right so once in a while you if they are not educated on hormones mm -hmm. and things like that you might take a book one of the books mm -hmm. that i've shared with you and right. just 
bring it for them. Well, and because hopefully then they will take it, they will read, and then they'll be able to help other people. I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so I have heard on on podcasts like doctors that are educated on hormones talking mm-hmm. about how to talk to doctors that are not educated about hormones. Okay. And they say the first thing is uh be nice. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. I was like, don't treat them like they're stupid or mean or rude or whatever. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Be nice. They work very hard mm-hmm. and um uh, they probably just haven't had the time to get caught up on some mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a reason only 15% of menopausal women are on hormone replacement today, mm-hmm. you know, because even if they want to ask about hormones, they mm-hmm. might go to a doctor and the doctor might just say, eh, you don't really want that. Yeah, and you don't need that. Yes, mm-hmm. That's not a full discussion, mm-hmm. the full proper mm-hmm. discussion. Right. So then, you know, do your own research mm-hmm. and bring the information to your doctor mm-hmm. and then they might not read it right away, but maybe somebody might read it mm-hmm. right away. Who knows? Right. So it really right. depends from person to mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. But it's really important to team with your doctors, mm-hmm. right? And and again, find the ones that you want. Um, you know that that are going to help you the best. And and it could be that you're going to go down a completely different path and do everything natural and and things like that. You know, I mentioned that I, I worked for an oncologist uh, many many years ago, and we had a patient one time who was Native American. And, you know, he he came, he had his surgery. And and I, you know, honestly, it's been long enough ago, I don't remember what it was. But then we packaged up all of his records and sent them with him. And he took them back to his medicine man at, at his tribe. Mm-hmm. And I remember my oncologist doctor, he, you know, he wished him well. And he said, whatever I can do, but he also said, and and I, you know, this was obviously it stuck with me. He said, 99% of this is in your head. You know, if you think it's going to work, it will work. If you think it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And uh, like I said, he was way ahead of his time. Um, but it, it was very much, he he really wanted to work with people to say, what do you want? Um, and what's going to be best for you? And for some of them, they said, I don't want any treatment, you know, back to yes. that, the quality of life thing. And, you know, and we certainly know of people who do a hundred percent Eastern medicine who outlive all of us, <laughs> you know, right. Yes. So it's, it's finding what works for you and then believing in it. I mean, you know, that's that's the other hard part um, is, you know, it's not just, oh, okay, well, this sounds good. So I'm going to do this today. You know, it's it, it really is, you know, what what is going to be best for you and sticking to those, um, you know, telling your doctor, hey, I'm not going to have surgery or I want this drug or I don't want this drug. If they argue with you, then you need a different doctor. Right. I'm so glad you shared that information about your the person, the oncologist you worked with all that while ago, because yes, that is so true. And my own radiation oncologist told me to read The Secret. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I had not read it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I was so surprised mm-hmm. that she said, go home, read The Secret, mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Right. And I was like, okay. Well, and that's why so many now are, so many doctors are talking about things like meditation. Um, you know, and, and, and you, it's, it seems kind of counterintuitive, but a gratitude journal, you know, you're going through this, whatever it might be, you know, and what are you grateful for? You know, that comes back to the mental health aspects of all of this. Yes. I can tell you from personal experience that when I live in gratitude, the world is Mm -hmm. a much better and happier place. Mm -hmm. I am in a much happier Mm -hmm. and better place, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes a world of difference. Right. 
Yeah. All my doctors tell me, oh my God, you're always so happy. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, well, you just don't see me those other times, right? But it, it does. It makes a difference. Um, you know, I always... And and we're not always that way. I mean, you know, especially when we're pain, when we're scared, all of those things. But I think part of the gratitude is knowing they're trying to help you, yes. um, you know, and, and be grateful for that. And and yeah, say thank you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, ultimately, I think we're all trying to do, you know, like just take care of each other, mm-hmm. take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, our challenges actually are not so different from person to person. Mm -hmm. We all just have a different version and size of the same problem. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just all of us on Mm -hmm. pretty much the same journey, just Mm -hmm. like, you know, where we are at with it, you Mm -hmm. know, from time to time. So I think just compassion for ourselves Mm -hmm. and for others, it's a big deal. Right. Definitely. Well, oh my gosh, we only have a couple minutes left and we need to to have this discussion again and 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 in further detail because there's so much more that mm-hmm. that I think we need to talk about. And obviously things change. I mean, that's that's kind of the the cool thing too. Um so we'll we'll have you on again. But how do people find with you and find you and then how do they work with you? What are the services that you provide? Sure. So, uh they uh people can find me on my website. It's Aruna Med dot com so it's aruna a r u n a med is just m e d arunamed.com and what i have done is uh, you know a lot of women don't know what to look out for for symptoms and mm-hmm. i i went through some of the symptoms today but, but yep. what i've done is i've created kind of like a symptom checker on my website oh perfect so mm-hmm. what they can do is go to arunamed.com slash quiz okay and then they can kind of take a quick quiz to see what is their score. And then mm-hmm. that tells them, okay, where they are, are at with their perimenopause or menopause mm-hmm. journey and what they need to do. So that's a mm-hmm. great way to, um, you know, check your symptoms. Mm-hmm. And that's also a great way to get in touch with me. You can um, schedule an appointment, mm-hmm. a free discovery call with me. If you just have questions you want to run by me, you can send me a message through mm-hmm. there. Uh, you can send me an email, a message, you can sign up for my newsletter, mm-hmm. any of those things. But that's my hub. And that's where you can find me. Perfect. I love it. You know, and, and there are there's great resources there. You know, I was looking through your website and, and so much great information. And, and it comes back to what we were saying at the very start. You have to educate yourselves, um, you know, and, and so please do that. And again, it's arunamed.com. Well, Dr. Semi, this has been just absolutely delightful. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Um, Yes, I would say, uh, I think I've been saying that, but this is what I want to say is menopause is a long-term hormone deficiency and hormone replacement therapy or HRT is a human right. I I just want to say that it's a human right. Mm -hmm. Every human that needs hormone replacement should get it, should have access to it, should have access to the information, should have access to a practitioner and access to uh, the medications. Perfect. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fascinating discussion with Dr. Manasembi. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.